0: Welcome to another video. I am the RPG Lore Master, and today I will be talking about a module that I have run so many times I have simply lost count: The Lost Mines of Phandelver, the first adventure ever published for D&D 5th Edition back in the not-so-distant 2014. The mine. It's a perfect module that works as a gateway to the world of Dungeons and Dragons. It is created with new players in mind. The structure, the layout, even the story itself are all set in a way that new players can dive into it without feeling too intimidated by the many books and editions this game has. One of the most important aspects of the mine is that it can be used as a perfect introduction to any campaign you might have in mind. The adventure gives you a starting location with important and interesting NPCs, a castle ready to be taken by your adventurers and become their headquarters, and finally a dungeon that hides a secret that can spawn multiple storylines in the future. But with no further ado, this is the Lost Mine of Fandulver. Some background, more than 500 years ago, clans of dwarves and gnomes made an agreement known as the Fandulver's Pact, by which they would share a rich mine in a wondrous cavern known as the Wave Echo Cave. In addition to its mineral wealth, the mine contained great magical power. Human spellcasters allied themselves with the dwarves and gnomes to channel and bind that energy into a great forge called the Forge of Spells, where magic items could be crafted. Times were good, and the nearby human town of Fandalin prospered as well. But then disaster struck, orcs swept through the north and laid waste to all in their path. A powerful force of orcs reinforced by evil mercenary wizards attacked Wave Echo Cave to seize its riches and magic treasures. Human wizards fought alongside with the dwarfs and gnome allies to defend the forge of spells, and the ensuing spell battle destroyed much of the cavern. Few survived the cavins and tremors and the location of Wave Echo Cave was lost forever. For centuries, rumors of buried riches have attracted treasure seekers and opportunists to the area around Fandalin, but no one has ever succeeded in locating the lost mine. In recent years, people have resettled the area. Fandalin is now a rough-the-tumble frontier town. More important, the Rockseeker brothers, a trio of dwarves, have discovered the entrance to the Lost Wave Echo Cave, and they intend to reopen the mines. Unfortunately for the Rockseekers, they are not the only ones interested in the Wave Echo Cave. A mysterious villain known as the Black Spider controls a network of bandit gangs and goblin tribes in the area, and his agents have followed the Rockseekers to their prize. Now the Black Spider wants the Wave Echo Cave for himself, and he is taking steps to make sure no one else knows where it is. A really simple and interesting story. But let's move on with the structure. The Lost Mine of Fandalver is divided into four parts. The first part is called Goblin Arrows, where the adventurers, heading to the village of Fandalin to meet with Gundred, they discover his abandoned cart seeing that he was attacked by a goblin ambush. Following them will lead them into the first hideout of the goblins, the Kragmau Hideout, where Sildar, the bodyguard of Gundred Rockseeker, is being held, awaiting to be rescued. The second part of the adventure is called Fandalin, and here the adventurers will find themselves inside Fandalin Village. A group of Thags called Redbrands, led by a mysterious figure called Glastaf, are terrorizing it. In this part, the players will establish a relationship with all the important NPCs of the village and will decide if they want to help them with their predicament, the terrorizing thugs, heading to the Rebrand's hideout, an abandoned manor, to deal with them. The third part is called Spider's Web, where the players will have to deal with multiple short stories in the region in order to find the information they need about the Black Spider and the location of the mine. That might lead them to the Old Owl Well and a mysterious wizard that resides there or taking advice from a dangerous banshee, clearing the Wyvern Tor from a band of orcs that are lurking in the area or finally investigate the ruins of the old town of Thundertree. Eventually the group will find the location of Kragmau Castle which is the stronghold of the goblins and the location where Gundred lies with information about the mine. The fourth part of this adventure is called the Wave Echo Cave, which is the final chapter of this adventure and it is the dungeon that is overrun by undead and strange monsters. The black spider Nesnar resides here with all his trusty followers seeking the legendary forge of spells. Having played this adventure so many times I have test driven all the possible ways to link my players to the story, but for this take I will stick as close to the book as possible to guide you with ease through it. So, the group met with Gundred Rockseeker in the city of Neverwinter. He hired them to escort a wagon to Phandalin while he and his bodyguard Sildar Hallwinter will head out today. He will handsomely pay the first level party with 10 gold each by letting them know they will get their money from Barthen's provision owner in Phandalin. And the game begins. Following the high road and getting onto the tribord trail, they run into the ambush scene of the goblins. Four goblins are setting an ambush, eagerly waiting to welcome the players for their first encounter. Capturing a goblin or tracing them back into the forest, the players will find themselves to this small cave that the Kragmau Goblin tribe has established as their hideout, with Clark the Backbear as their leader. Here the players will find a couple of scouts, three wolves and a vantage point into a main room, a goblin guard, a goblin watch, and a bridge that is ready to fall, six goblins and the incapacitated Sildur, three more goblins, and finally Clark with his wolf and two goblins ready to fight. The party can already start to collect some of the pieces they need to solve the puzzle. If they interrogate or charm the goblins, they find out that they answer to King Graw, the chief of the Kragmaw tribe, who dwells in the Kragmau castle. The goblins can provide a basic description of the castle which resides in the Neverwinter Wood. They can also find out that the Black Spider is paying the Kragmouse to watch out for a dwarf named Gundred Rockseeker and capturing him, sending him back to King Graw. So the players already have an idea that Gundred, along with his map, with the location of the Way of Echo Cave, should be with King Graw at the castle of Kragmau. And that would propel them to the second part of the adventure, the Village of Phandalin. The group will continue their travels there, escorting Sildur, in an effort to find more information about the castle that they need to find. There are many different encounters in the town of Phandalin. Generally the adventurer allows you to make your game a bit more sandboxy in a way. The players can investigate and mingle with all the NPCs and decide which of their quests they want to accept. Many of them are also members of a specific order in Fire Room, so they will in turn try to recruit the players if they deem them capable enough. The players can find Daron Edermath, a member of the Order of the Gauntlet, who has heard stories from prospectors about the hills northeast of Phandalin that someone is digging around in the ruins known as the Old Owl Well. They can also head to the Phandalin miners' exchange and meeting Halia, one of the most manipulative of the NPCs. She will try to control them in any way she possibly can. By raising the problem with the Redbrands, she informs them about the sleeping giant, the tap house they reside, and their base underneath Trenstar Manor. She will then tempt them by offering a hundred gold to eliminate the Redbrand leader whom the outlaws call Glasstaff and bringing her any correspondence found in the leader's quarters. In reality, her ambition is to take ownership of the thugs. She is, after all, a member of Zenderim. Moving on to Underleaf farm, the players can find Qualine Underleaf. Quelin's son, Karp, will give the information to the players about the tunnel at the side of Tresdan Manor. A secret tunnel that he stumbled upon when he saw a couple of big ugly bandits coming out of it. He is more than willing to show it to the players. She will also be the one telling the players about the druid named Raydoth, a longtime friend of hers, but will suggest the players to meet him if they want to find some information about the area. After all, there is not an inch of the land that he doesn't know. His last location was the ruined town of Thundertree. Sister Garail can be found at the Shrine of Luck, the only cleric of the town. She wants to speak with the Bansi called Agatha to answer some of her questions. She knows the location of Agatha but unfortunately the creature did not appear for her. So she seeks an intermediary and the group is perfect for that. Sister Garile is a member of the Harpers. At the Townmaster Hall the group can find Harbin Wester along with Sildor Hallwinter who has established himself into the Townmaster Hall since he is a Lord's Alliance member and wants to bring Law and Order to Fundalin. The two of them will give the players two new quests. Harbing is looking for someone to head east on the Tribord Trail. When travelers have reported trouble with a band of orcs near Wyvern Tor, he offers 100 gold to any group that can take care of that problem. And finally, Sildor will be more than willing to pay 500 gold pieces as a reward if the group manages to locate the Kragmau castle and defeat or drive off the tribe's chieftain. He also wants to find Iarno Albrecht, a fellow member of the Lord's Alliance who disappeared while exploring the area two months ago. His last lone location was the Transdar Manor and he is willing to pay 200 gold pieces as a reward for locating him. This is the time when the players have already collected enough information against the Redbrand Ruffians. The Redbrands are a cool little gang that they can work as a plot mechanism for plenty of your future games. I have experienced this in more than half of my groups when I played with them. There are two locations the party can deal with the thugs. First is the sleeping giant top room where four thugs will intimidate the group, and the second is their base under Transdar Manor, a location that the players can enter either through the main door or through the side entrance from the forest that Karp has already shown them. The manor is more a castle than a house. It stands at the east edge of the town and has long been abandoned. If the group is entering from the main entrance, if they are perceptive enough, they can find a satchel in the cistern with a potion of invisibility that Glasstaff is hiding for his escape and also a secret door that leads to room 8. Getting into the barracks they will find three reds here and if they decide to head to the north a trap awaits for them. Leading into the crypts there are three skeletons unless they wear grimson cloaks or matter the secret words of Ilfarn which the reds are using as a password to enter and when the fight is initiated here the reds from room 5 are alerted. In this room there are two ruffians that are guarding the prisoners. Myrna and her two daughters are held captive here. They have some information about the wizard and if they are saved they are going to share it with the group. Players can find themselves into this room by any of the three possible routes. The guardian of this cave, Anothic, an insane monster that is hungry for flesh. Glastav has brokered a deal with it to safeguard the area just as long as he is provided with fresh meat. In the crevice, a magical sword can be found and some healing potions along with a scroll. Dealing with the Nothic is a really interesting and dangerous fight for your players. The ability the Nothic has to communicate through telepathy straight to your players head is an ability that you can have great fun using or abusing with them. The Nothic has a lot of information about the red brands, so if a truce or an alliance can be brokered, it is willing to share some of that information with the players. Moving on the players can find this room that is filled with three bugbears and one goblin. The bugbears are bullying and terrorizing the poor goblin and this is a great RP opportunity to introduce and teach your players something. Not all monsters are evil and deserving to die. Tolkien proved it way better, but still, it is a great way to show your players that RP is greater than fighting or killing sometimes. The Goblin is Droop, who is no threat to the party. Droop can be a great source of information if he is saved by your players. With a good RP here, Droop might be the one to share the location of the Kragmao castle with the group, something the bears know and will under no circumstances share since they are terrified of the black spider. Continuing with their investigation the players will find themselves in the common room where four of the red ruffians are gambling here. Dealing with them will leave them with the two final rooms of the manor. The wizard's workshop where Glassnuff's familiar, a rat, is looking out and the final room, the Glassnuff quarters, that can be approached by a secret door and that's the only way for Glasnav to be caught surprised, or if they come through room 11 where his familiar has already informed him and now he is ready for a fight. He's gonna be using his magical stuff and his scrolls to make as much of a fight as he can, but if he's cornered he will try to escape using his secret door, heading down into room 1 into the cistern and taking his invisibility potion to escape. If the players have already dealt with that satchel, then they will have an opportunity to apprehend. By this time it is obvious to all that Glastoff is actually Iarno, the wizard that Sildar is looking for, an ex-member of the Lord's Alliance that sees the opportunity to line his own pocket. He assembled the Redbrands to secure his position and establish his presence in town. He knows the Black Spider and he brokered a meeting with him. He was promised treasure from the Forge of Spells, so he became an obedient follower of the Drow. He will try to talk his way out of the bad situation, he greatly values his life, and he will take imprisonment over death, hoping for the black spider to save him. He will spill some of the beans about black spider to hold his life, and if he is handed to Sildar, he will arrange for the wizard to be transported back to Neverwinter. And this is the end of the second part of this adventure, leaving us ready to head to the Spider's Web, the third part of the adventure that contains multiple sword stories which will advance the plot in the search of finding the Kragmau Castle and the Wave Echo Cave. Most of those stories are the quests that the group has already taken from the people, the NPCs in Phandalin. Thank you for being here and watching this video. I hope it helped you understand the first half of this adventure. Next time we will delve into the final two parts of the Lost Mines of Phandalgr. This was the RPG Loremaster and welcome to my table.